0: It is my favourite... Uh...
1: Is, this, is this Dan Axel Zagadu by any chance? It
0: might actually be. Oh, that's a tackle, isn't
2: it? you would never get into that.
0: This is my thing. My favourite genre of annoying Mike is either what have United posted <laughs> on social media terrible. or just sending <laughs> in Bundesliga highlights. I can't watch this stuff. It's just... I'm it, Honestly, like, it's always 4v2. And I'm just like, I'm like, yeah,
1: and it's Dortmund, and they've got Zagadou and Hummels, who are so slow. <laughs> they're playing up on the halfway line.
0: But like, it happens to Bayern too. And I just look at it. I'm like, I'm like, have they all signed some like past like <laughs> German blood or something, where they're all like, we must play attacking football. <sighs>
2: I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling here, guys. I, I sound like Lord Sugar in the boardroom. <laughs> is, I mean, that is. Some of the defending in, in the Bundesliga is is beyond. I mean, they talk about Frank Lampard's teams not being able to defend, <laughs> but this.
0: It's as, as few midfields in the Bundesliga as there are in, in, in the Frank Lampard team.
2: I just can't believe how easily it's always four
0: on two. It is. It really is. Um, I've, got look, I've got to find out the XG for that game. What, for the Dortmund one? Yeah. I reckon they'll have cracked eight. Because all of those goals practically won. (laughs) Do do you reckon you just line up and they instantly give both sides 4XG? (laughs) Just for existing.
2: What? 3.6 to 0.77? Oh, come off it. You know what? XG doesn't work.
0: No. No. on the subject of The Apprentice, it's got me thinking which Premier League player do you reckon goes furthest on The Apprentice? Oh, you've just got to be a bit of a
2: character, like Stuart Baggs, the brand. Oh, legend dead, of course. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, ooh, that's a great, great opener.
0: Yeah. Bill Equator. Oh, no, he is oh. actually studying business. Fun fact. Fun fact. Who's uh... yeah, this? Wasn't there He's... an Arsenal?
2: Was it Flamini? Was there was an Arsenal? Oh with yeah, is yeah, massive in a it's current part, yeah, current, yeah.
0: current Premier League though. Come on, Foden. Yeah. Fernandes. <laughs> <laughs> sure, um, Bruno Fernandes. No. <laughs> I mean, Ronaldo would probably go far.
2: I think Declan Rice could go quite far. No. You watched him on The Overlap. He's a good talker. Uh, yeah, actually, it's a
0: good, that's a good point. I, I, I could see Declan Rice sort of like in one of the challenges. Do you remember when they had that challenge where you just got to run around selling things and that bloke was selling sausages? I could just see Declan Rice just there like, oh, come on, have this. It's a great clip, man. He's just like, it's a Cumberland, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he wins it, but I think he could get pretty far. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I think he wins it. I think I think Lord Sugar is desperate to get into big list, business with uh, Declan Rice. Oh, I'm sure he would be.
2: I think yeah. they'd make some good money together. Yeah,
0: Declan's probably yeah.
2: Uh... On The Apprentice this series, if anyone out there's watching, we're just getting to sort of the business end now. We've got rid of the deadwood. Are we? Yeah, I fell guarantee. out. We haven't quite got rid of all the deadwood because they're not all fired
0: yet. But I fell out of The Apprentice. Um. I, I mean, we had a, we had an absolute cracker of a drinking game when I was at uni for The Apprentice. So let me tell you lads, it was down your drink if someone got fired. And then one week, Alan Sugar. Honestly, the
2: yeah, firing. no, he took,
0: out, he took out three that one week. <laughs> and the thing was, you you got used to playing the game, so you were like, you were like, ah, oh, what we'll do is we'll. We'll f- Cause you you did a you did a finger of your drink every time there was a shot of the London skyline and if you've ever seen <laughs> The Apprentice you just can't rat-off. but for the last one you'd always be like oh we'll go heavy on the drink so you'd you'd make one of those mixes that would even make Dave pull a face and um I just remember making this thing and then he fired one not two but three so you had to make three of these drinks and honestly that's I don't think I've ever seen seen straight since. Might have to find this clip. That is sensational. It's good work. Anyway, enough chit chat. Um, let's get this pod on, pod on road. Leads into the microphone. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the In Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will, and joining me this week, like every week, is sports media's in Dublin. <laughs> Number one, Joe Linton and Talisa, and now apprentice correspondent, it's Mr. <laughs> Michael Preslin.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: And also joining us again this week, making his, uh, I don't, we're not calling it, uh, hold on, hold on. Pod Ross is here. Hello. But Pod Ross is now a permanent member of the podcast, but last week was still a guest appearance.
1: It's so like what, I was on loan with, was my first yeah, appearance yeah. after the permanent. Well, I like that. We made it of, permanent.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Mateo Kovacic when he had that loan spell at Chelsea and then they made it permanent. But is it a debut? Do you then have another debut or is it just no. your debut just the first? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's
2: already debuted. Yeah, yeah.
0: And um, no Dave this week. Um, of, as long-time viewers will know, he has had <laughs> to remove the webbing on his hands that has now got infected and he can't do it to a, a normal hospital so he's had to go to a vet's it's all very um, <laughs> upsetting and we will keep you up to date soon as we know more. um yeah sad times he was also bitten by a snake but that's be beside the point um <laughs> sorry what are we talking about this week uh title race back on Top four race, hotting up. Brentford in free fall. Can that happen? Yeah, I told you that a few weeks ago, listeners. Did What a line-up. Um, should we start with uh, the game of the weekend?
2: Yeah, Newcastle-West
0: yeah. Ham. <laughs> yeah, that's, <the> one. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking about. Because and the reason why we'll start there is because when I spoke, <laughs> he, heard about, he, he said, and I think this is a direct, I've got some noise about Joel Linton I want to bring to the podcast. So take it away.
1: Yeah, so I did watch the um the clash between Newcastle and West Ham and I know Mike's the Joel Inton correspondent, but um I just love Joel Inton in Midfield. So I've just gotta <laughs> can't say <believe> it. it. <laughs> I, he's just nah, really yeah. good. He's just really good. <laughs> I can't believe it that no, I don't know about Rick good, but it, he is good at midfield, so I I just thought I'd bring that to the end.
0: episode like 104 and the joel linton redemption saga has finally come to a close (laughs) it really what a turnaround Uh, by the way honestly i never saw this coming
1: and he was getting some heavy slander from the commentators about his ability to shoot by the way i don't know if you watched this game
2: oh don't don't worry about we only need him to get to five goals which is five (laughs) times more than he currently has but (laughs) has he got one I think he's only on one for the season, so it's a difficult task to get to get there from one of my predictions off that pod. But yeah, he's playing really well. It's good to see. Yeah. So loving it. I've I, finally been able to give some good reports
0: recently. I didn't watch the game because you couldn't pay me to watch West Ham Newcastle. Um, but for everything I read in the paper, Joel Linton and Willock, the standouts. Um. Mm-hmm. What is Joel Linton doing that makes him a standout? Because the player that we saw play up front for Newcastle under Steve Bruce and Rafa was just I and I know he's a person, so you wanna be nice to him, but he was just a waste of oxygen. Like he was useless. So what what's I know obviously he's moved into midfield, but what qualities does he bring in there? Well he's got
2: he's actually got a pretty good engine. Um, which I, I also didn't think he really had. Uh, he's he's decent on the ball. He can take it past the man, which he did it on a couple of occasions. I can't believe him saying some of these things. This is great. <laughs> I mean, great. He still, as, uh, as Ross and the commentary team pointed out, still struggles a
0: little bit at, at shooting.
1: But how he was ever <laughs> a goal scorer, you, you do wonder.
0: <laughs> a you little a little bit he struggles with shooting honestly if, if he shot a jfk he'd still be alive <laughs>
2: yeah, that is probably true honestly. but yeah he, uh, he had a he got past rice which isn't something you see very many players do yeah. uh, which was a nice little move and yeah I mean, you gotta love it they seem to like him up there now there's when they pan to the, uh, the Newcastle you... fans, they got all the
1: shirts. Yeah, on. I was going to say, did you see that? They've got it's Brazilian shirts around their necks. And they've got like Hawaiian shirts with Joe Linton's face on them. Joey, <sighs> if you're
2: listening, friend of the pod, if you can get me one of
0: those, I, I will <laughs> he you. Will, he, will, he will wear it. Um, I can't believe, I cannot believe I'm about to say this next line. So obviously, Newcastle's... T- have, Kind of had a turnaround in form. How much of that is attributable to Joel Linton? Oh, fuck it, kill me now.
1: <laughs> I think you can actually say a reasonable amount, to be honest. But do you put it down to Eddie Howe for putting him into midfield?
0: Well, it is interesting that we were talking just in the preamble before the pod that Eddie Howe obviously got a reputation for being really expansive and according to other members of the podcast, not knowing how to set up his teams. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's not here actually, he doesn't want to talk about Eddie Ham but <laughs> in the last few weeks they've they've got really good defensively or at least they've got better and under Steve Bruce they were, despite playing ne- really down and negative football, they weren't great defensively and a lot of that probably has to go to the fact that they've got a couple of lads in midfield now who are really putting in a shift in the, in the guise of Joel Linton you
1: know, Dan Byrne's been great also in the couple of games he has but but the
0: uh burn dan burn baby burn whatever side that was (laughs) at the weekend fucking got me okay it got me i was like it's excellent um yeah just quickly on west ham um and this is this is classic in an around pod where a thought has just popped into my head i've done no research (laughs) i've done no pre-prep on this but feels like the wind has fallen out of West Ham's sails a bit. Almost like it, at the start of the season, they were kicked up in the air and they've sort of come back down with a bit of a bump or a meow, as uh, some might yeah, say. Right, that <laughs> um, is that fair? Does it feel like it's it's gone out a bit? I mean, or am I making this up? Is, it, is the wind not actually gone out of their sails and they're still doing just fine?
1: Well, they really struggled against Kidderminster. Like, if they'd have lost that game, you'd have said they probably deserved it, to be fair, so... Um, yeah yeah it does seem they've, they've um it's gone a bit stagnant uh for them but
0: uh, i mean <laughs> their
2: form's not been as good but they're still yeah, good,
0: yeah. i think I th- yeah. they're still they're still doing okay i mean it, it, i think it's more i think it's more from the fact that aren't they the only team Leeds have beaten this year or something <laughs> 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 um and obviously they struggled a bit against Newcastle and they struggled a bit against Leicester um so it's not it's not been as good. I think they're probably fine. But I did just want to point out that I'm sort of keeping my eye on them, particularly as Europa League kicks back into play. And you get the, see, the late season Sunday to Thursday grind, which um, I think we can all attest to being pretty grim.
2: Yeah, it's not the biggest squad there. So that that will be interesting for them. See how they cope with that. Antonio looked a bit off it um, at the weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's the biggest, They've got there. literally nothing else up top yeah Bowen pretty much plays through the middle when Antonio can't play
0: on the subject of Jarrod Bowen are you ready to recklessly speculate always where could if if a player from West Ham is going to move on in the summer to a bigger club um, who is more likely to go do you think Rice or Bowen
1: well Rice has got more affinity to West Ham hasn't he I don't know if that means anything these days. And he'll be the club captain officially next year when, he, when Noble's moved I'll tell on. Tell
0: you what, Rice, Rice has certainly got an affinity to a London club, but I'm not sure as West Ham. If you watch the way he does his interviews.
1: Yeah, well, he's been saying some stuff, hasn't he, in the mm-hmm. last week or mm-hmm. so.
0: He had an interview where he was waxing lyrical about Man City, too, and Sam Lee, the athletic journalist, made a really funny quip where he's like, did I miss the rice uh, unveiling or something? And then <laughs> everyone sort of freaked out. I was like, oh, they're getting rice. He was like, I had to be like, fucking calm down, you nutters. Um, I, could,
2: I could see rice staying, but really only, if I think, if they're in the Champions League.
1: Yeah, um, I think that will play a big factor, isn't it?
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I, so, think, I think Bowen is... Well, I don't think they'll get Champions League, so I think they're both relatively likely to leave. Although this own this ownership could double down on the manager and the squad and try and invest, and see where they can get to. You can do, but given I that's think, now two good seasons in a row, it will be. yeah,
0: there comes a point. There comes a point, and you, Leicester see Leicester see this too. That like Leicester had been probably a more successful league club in the last two years before Chelsea bought Ben Chilwell, for example. But Ben Chilwell knew that for them to break that gap to a team like Chelsea to give him that consistent level, it was going to be a long time. Same thing happened with Maguire. Are you going to run into that same thing with West Ham in terms of you look at Jarrod Bowen, someone who's been excellent for two seasons now, and you look at Declan Rice in particular, someone who's been brilliant he has been around, really. And do they feel that their talents... My best elsewhere. The reason I bring this up is I think we all know where, we all know the two teams are in for Declan Rice. I think it's United, Chelsea, probably your two best bets for that. My yeah. bigger question with Bowen is where's the fit for Bowen? And I know well, where some I always, fans will be annoyed and say you're moving him on for moving him on sake, but I do feel like it's interesting at least. I always
2: thought it was Liverpool, but then they bought this Lewis Diaz. Yeah. So <laughs> now yeah. I don't know where. Because they're going to re-sign at least one of the. Current front three. Yeah. And then you've you've already got Jota and this Luis Diaz who looks a bit of a player, so they they're, they're not gonna spend big on Bowen. No. So I don't think there's a fit there now. So maybe I mean, like
0: Bowen Spurs. it seems like a Spursy sort of signing, doesn't it? Um, and and I, I, I quite like that fit on the right. I mean it, it depends if you keep Kulusevski, what you think his future's gonna be. And he obviously played well in that right, game, well. so we'll get on to. But Bowen, son and Kane with Bowen and Son as the sort of inverted forwards is that is a tasty front three.
1: But if the point for them moving on is that they were moving to a club who were taking the next step it's more of a like a side sidewards move, isn't it, to Spurs from West Ham.
0: It's the classic rhyme Fraser from Bournemouth to look. Newcastle. Look look. I, I like it. You started off strong with a, with a jab at Spurs, but it's not quite a sideways move. What really? I mean, it is a sideways move. Spurs are a bigger club than West Ham.
1: They're a big club. West sure. Ham don't want to hear it. But so so are Man U and they're at the same level as West Ham at the moment. A so. backwards move.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let's not forget who's in charge over at Spurs. They've got a legitimate
1: managerial superstar,
0: regardless of your thoughts on his football. That could be
2: what well. he's currently under. Mhm. Should we
0: do the Man City game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure, should we do it? Um Okay. Who watched this one?
1: I did.
2: I didn't but I've watched this extended highlights, so I watched it on I'm good to
0: go. I watched it on one and a half times speed, which if you've never watched football, cracking way to watch football on oh, that way. You just get through so much of the nonsense. But um Ross, if I'm gonna ask you to pick out one performance from this game, who are you picking out?
1: Harry Kane, for sure. Oh,
0: talk to talk about Harry Kane because it was it, the narrative was in full effect in this one, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was just an absolute clinic in counter-attacking, striking play. Having not much of the ball, but his passing range in this game was just superb. The the first pass where he slid it through to yeah. Son on his left foot first time. I mean, it's supposed to be his weaker foot, but I mean, it was ridiculous. And then. Yeah, well he he scores the uh, scores the two, including the winner in the 95th, and he he could have had another easily. He missed quite a good chance, but it was just everything he was doing his hold up play and his passing. It's just it was just an absolute clinic from him.
2: He had another in the net as well, didn't he? And it was offside.
1: Yeah, and he, he had a one on one as well, which you'd have backed him normally to score, to be fair. Yeah.
0: Something weird about Spurs and Man City. They they do seem to do better against them, don't they? I do not understand
2: it. (laughs) Even Nuno Spurs
0: beat City. (laughs) It's weird. I think it's something to do with Son, I think, is a key aspect about it. And it was that first, it was that first like running behind that you saw for the first goal. Um, If you haven't seen the first goal, Kane gets the ball in midfield, plays it. (laughs) around the corner first time it's unbelievable and Son's just Son's constantly going in behind and he gets it and then he squares it to Kulisewski. but we've seen this movement really trouble City for ages because as we know Pep likes to press high and you've got all that spacing behind Um, and it just it just feels that Son is like the perfect player to take advantage of that Uh, in addition to like Mane and Salah which is why those games are so enticing but I, where's
2: this Harry Kane been, Mike? I don't know. I'm fuming because I've got him on our fantasy draft. He's been <laughs> useless all year. And then he just turns up to the. I mean, Henry was comparing it, or someone I heard compare him, I think it was Henry, to um, Brian Pirlo. Some of his passing in there.
1: Sounds like Henry.
2: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but this is, I mean, this is the Kane that City were trying to buy. Yeah. And he's not been there all season. And then you turn up at the Etihad and here he is.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's weird because we've felt, I don't know about you two, it's its felt like you've got half a cane all season. Like yeah. we've sat on the podcast and we've been like, well, he's dropping too deep. He's to dictate play. It's weird. I don't understand why he's doing that. And then in this one, he does it to devastating effect. But he also has that penalty box Player, that clever movement to get himself in the run. I mean, look how far he runs for that second goal. Just ghosts ghosting. It's a cracking finish. Um, and you just, you just get the sense of Spurs are really, really poor when they're not getting the absolute peak of Harry Kane. And you just wonder, are we going to see this consistently like we used to or is this just a, a one-off because he's motivated?
2: I, I, I do hope that it's going to be uh, a bit more consistent now because you want your best players in the league to be playing at the top of their game. You've got. It's, it's funny because you've got him, obviously, and he's had this game, and then Lukaku's the other one, I guess.
0: Fuck Who we, it. Thought,
2: who we thought was going to be a superstar like he was last year at Inter, and he's not really fired either. Um, so, yeah, it's. It's, it has been a little strange for some of the strikers this year. Some of the like big, big names. Ross, Hopefully does it, can use this to kick on?
0: Does this performance and the way he was so good in a game that I think we can, we're not, we can't even question his motivation in this game because it's obviously against the team that tried to buy him. Um, does it? Do you put down his lack of success this season to a lack of motivation or just the fact that he's? Different managers are trying to get him to do different things and it's just been a bit of a weird season all around at Spurs.
1: Yeah, I put it more down to that. I don't I don't think he's played well here just because it's Man City who were trying to buy him, to be honest. Um I know that fits the agenda. I think I mean that's all it the difference by the way <laughs> that you can play it around as well. But um Yeah. 'Cause they've Yeah, I yeah, I think it is just a case of the circumstance. Um, but I think any striker would struggle to play with whatever Nuno was trying to do at the start. (laughs)
2: He's definitely put himself in the shop window with that performance.
0: (laughs) I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. And that's former manager of the month, Nuno, earlier this season. Well, still one of my favourite things, the only incumbent manager of the month to be sacked, incredible.
2: That is the Robin Van Persie classic, this is from Harry Kane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, it's the inverse, though, because he only did it on uh, Euros or World Cup years.
0: He's just not interested. And it's the other year, he was not bothered. One of these days, we'll sit down and really talk about Robin van Persie as a player, and you just rediscover that. You're like, well, he was only really good for three years. He, oh, he my was, word. Yeah,
1: I when it. he
0: was on, he was on.
1: But. My goodness. It's last Arsenal season. <laughs> He's got a great hat-trick against Chelsea. He did,
0: indeed, he did indeed. It's the corpse of John Terry who went up to <laughs> d- turn it around. Um,
1: I think Walcott of, scored in that game also. <laughs>
0: Why are, are you shaking his head at Turn <laughs> turning it around, by the way? Just going to point out, he won the Premier League like two years later, playing every game. And also, don't shake your head at Walcott. Walcott, a good player on this podcast.
1: Oh, my God. Walcott, a really good player, sure. full stop.
0: Yeah. Uh, be- Arsenal's best ever Premier League right winger.
1: I mean, that is what some people have said. But he's been one of the best wingers ever in the Premier League, hasn't he? Well. <laughs> okay.
2: all right. I'm not responding to that.
0: <laughs> Poor Griff
1: is coming up. That anyway, something.
0: anyway uh, Mike, I'm going to I'm gonna try and get away from this one. Um, <laughs> earlier on in the season, we talked a bit about how um, we were worried about Conte's methods translating at Spurs because um, we're a bit worried about their defensive um, options and what we glossed over at that time um, was that Romero hadn't played a lot of games and watching him at the weekend where he was a bit of a joke because he was covering less ground in a three than you ask people to do in a two and he was just unbelievable I thought I was really impressed with him did think they've got a real player I don't know what you thought.
2: Agreed (laughs) I really like him yeah, I really like him, especially being on Emerson Royale's side. So you've got, <laughs> <you've> got <laughs> he's actually got more space to cover than he would in the two. So, <laughs>
0: so yeah,
2: I've been impressed with him to be honest. So I think I think yeah, we probably did gloss over it because we hadn't seen too much of him when he signed. Mm. Um, but now the more you see of him, the more I think everyone's gonna start noticing how good this guy is did yeah. a
1: great job to turn that piece of praise into some slander
2: <laughs> you've got to slander Emerson Royale at any
1: opportunity <laughs>
2: how have they gone from surgery right
1: back to, yeah. to,
2: to Emerson I'm telling you
0: <laughs> it's the most ridiculous piece of recruitment <laughs> <laughs> the entire right side over that. but that's the thing that you think about who they signed to be right mid they had Lamella for years as well like ever since Kyle oh, Walker left wow. that club it's gone from bad to worse.
2: Honestly, Daniel but, Levy, genius businessman, cannot
0: buy
1: football players. But don't let him near it. They had Walker Peters. He said, all right, yeah, Walker yeah,
0: Peters he's really good. He was excellent the weekend. Where are they, the Lamptey sweepstakes? Get him in. Yeah, I don't hate that. To be fair. I say this with all the love in the world. As a man of limited stature myself. Limited stature. Tarek Lamptey is a midget. It doesn't matter. On a, in football terms. And it does matter because everyone just will eventually at the elite level go target. And they will just target him. Um and the last thing Spurs needs is another wing back who can be targeted. They've already got regular. <laughs> and Ben Davis. Oh, don't um, start me on Ben Davis. And Session. <laughs> <Sassan
1: Young. laughs> <Sassan Young>.
2: Um <sighs> What are they
0: doing over there? Good goal and assist for Kulusevski. Um what did you make of it, Ross? As a performance, is he? Have they finally found that elusive third banana?
1: Well, I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'd got through it. I'd I got... was
1: not expecting
0: that. I <laughs> got through it and I saw Mike's face.
2: <laughs> Look, I had uh, myself uh, muted so he didn't hear my actual reaction, but that was okay. Sorry,
0: sorry, got Ross.
1: Uh, no. A word they have, no, like it, 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 it was a good performance from him. Um, but I mean, as you, you said, Eric Lamella, I mean, they could stick you at right wing, and it would be an upgrade over what Lamella was doing over the last five or six years. But he was really good, yeah.
0: Difficult place to go and perform. I mean, Cancel is not the most diligent left back in the world, but still not easy place to, to make your mark, and he did do that, so that's a good sign. Touching on City, we're not worried about City because City have City have are so good in the league that they've broken the mold of what it is. There's a There's a piece this weekend actually in the again in the Athletic where they're talking about um uh, yeah sponsors please where they're um where they're talking about um Chelsea and Liverpool and their performances this season and they make the point that. Yeah, they're not playing as well as City, but in other seasons, this, in seasons gone by, they'd actually be closer to challenging to the title than we think of them challenging to the title. So that's worth saying, just so you've got the context of how good City are. But every now and then, Ross, you still get this situation with City where they have tons of the ball and they just don't know
1: what to do with it. Uh, I th- I thought they were really poor, to be honest. But you're right. They do have these games where cause they just were camped out, really, in the uh, in the Tottenham half. And like the first goal came from a Larice howler, really.
2: Which uh, is... Yeah, and not yet another transfer that I missed, which is Hugo Larice to Man City. Over the... <laughs> it's not the he's first. At mistake it again. He's
0: again. But that,
2: in fairness to him, he made a really good save. I think it was no, from did. Gundogan.
0: Yeah. In fairness, to him, he'd had a few before getting on the bus too. Yeah.
1: And uh, the, the second City goal was a pen. They didn't really create any like real like Tottenham created far more real chances. Um, yeah, I I I thought Man City were really poor. I really did to have that much of the ball with the players they've got and create so little against the defence that included Ben Davis and Emerson Royal and Eric Dyer. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna dust off an old talking point, Mikey. Ready? Look at me. I'm dusting. I'm dusting. Um. And we only pull this out when the City don't play well, so we don't get to do it very often. Is this the case, and also this game in particular, regardless of who's on the other end, to why they need a more conventional forward in the number nine spot? And the reason I ask you this is, beyond this one, I think back to the Champions League final, where they had very little presence in the Champions League final. In all the games they played against Chelsea last year, where they lacked a presence, particularly against a really good defence. They lacked a bit of a presence... They've lacked presence in other games this year, but against some of the smaller clubs. And City can just get into this thing of where they hit the byline, they cut it back, they faff about for a bit and it never seems to go anywhere. Are we never going to see absolute peak, 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 peak City until they've got a different way of playing?
2: Uh, Yeah, probably. I I mean, we've kept saying it a lot and sometimes you're like, they're so good it doesn't even matter. But sometimes... You run into a defence or a game where it's just not quite working. You need something different, which they do not have. So you know, they should have just gone for Weghorst in January, picked him up, twelve mil. (laughs) I quite quite like Weghorst, but the idea of (laughs) Weghorst. Twelve and a half mil that Bernie paid. I think that's good value. No, but um.
1: I oh, could have had Giroud for pretty much free.
2: I mean, you can see why they're after Kane, can't you? Yeah. He'd be perfect. Yeah. They would just destroy everyone. Yeah. It'd be disgusting. We said it at the time, it would be absolutely ridiculous if they and signed someone like Kane.
0: Whoever they get is walking into 30 goals a season, really.
2: Oh, they're just going to be yeah. on the yeah.
0: plate? Yeah. 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 Because like you
2: say, the, the amount of cutbacks you get, they're just tappings. I mean, you can picture the goals. Sterling's done it about 50, 60 yeah. times. He's just at the back post. He just taps it in. I think... He runs I, off to celebrate.
0: Thanks very I, much. I think if they'd bought any of the top strikers who were available in the summer, it would have massive... Bar Ronaldo, it would have massively improved them. And the reason I say Bar Ronaldo is because you're not going to get him to tactically do anything that Pep wants him to do. But I think the others would have done. But I think it would actually have improved them. And I think I'm really in... I'm, I mean, City, we, we might be wrong. City probably... City going to win the league. But... Um, are they going to win the Champions League? Maybe. Maybe we're proven, proven wrong, but I do think that's a that's a barrier for them. Just not having that presence.
2: Definitely makes it more difficult, but then yeah. you watch them against like Sporting Lisbon, you're like, well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: It's Sporting Lisbon, though. Yeah, I agree. And I, the I assume is, they'll be in the Haaland sweepstakes this summer, so.
0: I think they're probably... Them and Barcelona and Madrid. I think it's probably oh, a straight
1: shootout right. between. Arsenal oh, got Aubameyang now, so they don't really need him, do they? Do brace at the weekend. Hat trick. Was it a hat trick in the end? Yeah. First what player to score a hat trick in Liga and Bundesliga. Uh, no one cares. Yeah. He's a fraud.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'm sick of that guy. How
0: many league titles has he got? Uh,
1: well, the, uh, for a while, so none. Definitely none. The, no, yeah. Dortmund? No. No.
0: No. He came no, after that, did he? No, he replaced he replaced Lewandowski. No, Since course, Lewandowski's yeah. rocked up in Bavaria, everything's changed in, in Germany. Um <laughs> The okay. commentary
2: team on uh, on BBC, I was listening to it driving back from the from up north. <laughs> up north. And, uh, and they were saying Adama Traore would be watching the Wolves game, but Barca were playing at the
0: same time. I was like, I don't think he'll be watching the Wolves game. I'm going to throw it out. I'll go, one, I'll go one further. It doesn't matter if he's got a game at the same time. Adama Traore is not watching any Wolves content ever. He is grateful to be out of Wolverhampton. He's grateful to be in a team that's going to enable him to run down the wing and throw in bad cross after bad cross after bad cross. He's ready for that. He's ready for that. Wolves looking good, by the way, but I really don't want to talk about them because they're dull. I will, though. How, no many, there, though. how many goals from outside the box are they going to score this season? Could be right. a lot With
2: Ruben yeah. Evers around It could be any number
1: Well I don't think he's ever scored Inside the box i see. Pens I've certainly not seen it Pens Does he That's fake news I don't think them. he
2: takes pens Good <laughs> to see Pedro Neto
0: back for them It is It is I've got two stats for you you ready ball. I want you oh, to nice. tell me which one you, Which one's better Mike Hit the intro oh,
2: it's, it's Will's stat That's of the week
0: <laughs> Right The first stat um uh, and I'm just going to get this out of the way and I don't want to really talk about it. Um, Rob Lukaku seven touches this weekend. It is a record low for anyone who played 90s minute, 90 plus minutes in the Premier League era. Fun fact. Apparently, he only had one outside of the kickoff in the first half. Yep. Yikes. And do you know what? I felt every one of them. Um, he, I mean, the one time the ball was played in behind for him, he shot and Hakim Ziyech scored, but he was offside. So maybe maybe we'll think about using him in a different way. Um, the second stat, and I told Mike this before the pod, hilarious. this is. David De Gea has already conceded more goals this season than Dean Henderson did for Sheffield United a couple of years ago in the entire season.
1: Wow, that is crazy.
0: Isn't it mad? Yeah. Wow. And, and De Gea is having a good season. Yeah.
1: Really good yeah. season, yeah.
0: Yeah. I just think I just think that's a, one of those really cool stats. Anyway. Yeah, um, shall I ask the ridiculous question? <laughs> Buck's shaking his head. Did
2: Ronaldo you know, won a player of the month award in the Prem.
0: He did. Yeah. He, he
1: was, the oh. first one, was it?
0: I think yeah, it was fan-voted.
1: No.
0: Um, here's a question for you. Obviously, Liverpool picked up points the weekend. City dropped them. Title race back on. You've already said
2: it will. City is still going to win the league. Yeah, they are out there. But it is, well, it is kind of interesting because Liverpool are six back with a game in hand and they still have to play City and whoever, and you'd expect them to win their game in hand. They are really, really good, Liverpool. So it, it's still possible, but.
1: I, I think they're definitely in it. I still have City winning. But like if City churn up another couple of these stinkers like this weekend. I don't know. If City, if City
0: do the one... If City turn up another couple of stinkers that they have <laughs> as opposed
1: to the one they've had all season.
0: The goodness... No, but they, do, they it.
1: do do it every now and then. It just it just does happen.
2: No, but they only do it against Spurs and they don't have to play them again for the rest no, of the season. that is true. <laughs> Spurs I mean, have done the double over City and literally nothing else.
1: Arsenal might have beaten them to be fair.
0: Fun yeah. fact. And this would be the most... This would be the most Barclays thing you'd ever seen. Um... The two legs of the UCL quarter final, in which Man City can still get Liverpool, are either side of City versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Oh. And I speak on behalf of all football fans. Give me that. Give me City Liverpool in a, like a let's draw blood quarterfinal either side of a league decider. That would be carnage. I'd love it. Can you? You can draw
2: teams from your nation in the quarters. You the can. Next round, can't you? Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, that
2: that's is what
0: That's what I they want. Won't,
2: they won't have to worry about drawing Man U, At least, so that's
0: good. No, they're, <laughs> no, they're gonna get past Fulham. Let me tell you. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but going back to Liverpool's title chances, they they have. Thomas Tuchel made the point of the weekend. He said they have added a legitimate piece in Luis Diaz. And they've got stronger. Whereas some of the other contenders haven't, City haven't added anyone really. Chelsea didn't add anyone. United didn't add anyone. Um, what do you make of that? Do you think so it's going to make a difference having that extra depth? That's one thing we've always talked about with Liverpool.
2: That is true. They did. Uh, he looks bloody good, by the way. He, he does. The finish, uh, the finish was absolutely lovely. And the, uh, did he hit the? Oh no, he put one just over the bar as well. It's
1: well only twenty-one, blocked. too
2: where do they find these people (laughs) he's 25 (laughs) is
1: it yeah yeah it was dave on the the he's
2: referencing dave (laughs) that's a great reference that's a good i've even missed it and i was probably here for that in fact i was here i remember it now but
1: the thing with diaz it means that instead of Minamino or origi coming off the bench or whatever it's luis diaz it's such an upgrade in that sense
0: He's it's, it's also he's the perfect profile, isn't he? From what we've seen already, in that he he can take a man on, but he he's got that he does he makes the hard yards, he makes the hard runs that goal scorers have to make that width of the post run,
2: and he literally fits straight into what they already do. And it's, yeah. uh, that's what's so clever about Liverpool. Uh, I guess Man City is similar in that they buy players to fit what they already do, whereas teams like
0: Manu and Chelsea <laughs> just buy a fucking name and just see what happens. <laughs> to, to some some teams buy a centre forward without any idea of how they're going to play him
1: yeah. yeah at least your team's bought a centre forward
0: <laughs> we were better without one um, we
2: were better without ours as well
0: yeah it's funny how that works what I will say about the difference between Klopp and Pep is we often talk about the we're talking about Jack Grealish for example and to a lesser extent, Mahrez and Sane, is that they all spent a year on the bench at City as they got acclimatised to the the really precise things that Pep wants from them. Whereas you look at Klopp and you look at how quickly Jota adapted, how quickly Diaz has adapted, and you just think to yourself, that seems to have worked better. I mean from their perspective it is what you say Ross like if you're looking to the bench now in a tight one against Liverpool I think back to the one weird at the start of the season versus them and they were bringing Minamino off the bench you just sort of like thank you yeah
2: he's not <laughs> going to do anything is he
0: you've got Marnie and Salah who've got 100 Premier League goals versus Minamino I'm fairly certain I could score before <laughs> like you know what I mean like, I just think he's he's a bit of a struggle but no
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the options you've got with Jota, they've got five, five? Yeah, Yeah, five, like, top quality forwards. Mm. Like, real top quality.
0: It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating watching how the Salah contract pans out, particularly, Mm. um, and also the Mane situation, because I I, I get the sense Mane's about to hit 30, and you you wonder to yourself how long is his... You're going to remain the high productive player he is um but if they go into next season with all five of them fit then that's a massive deal absolute massive deal because as we've seen in the premier league i mean it'd be nice to see like i'm not taking away the 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 achievements of the teams that have won the league it's about to sound like i am but i'm not taking it away think about think the last real title race we saw was city liverpool a few years ago then city were decimated by injuries then liverpool were decimated by injuries last year you look at this season uh, chelsea were decimated by injuries not that they'd have been there anyway i don't think and liverpool have had people missing for the African combinations, And although it hasn't had a massive detail, they've also lost a few players. So availability has played a massive role in where the titles ended up. So coming into next season, if both of these teams have got a fully fit squad at the peak of its powers, we could see another really special title race.
2: I hope so. Those two going to battle is something else.
0: Because City have won, I want to say, five Premier Leagues now
2: something like that it's I don't
0: popular, I, feel. I feel like this league this their period of league dominance feels much less iconic than any other period of league dominance and I think the reason for that is when you think about Uniteds league dominance when you they have rivals. They fought Arsenal, then they fought that Chelsea team, and then ultimately they fought City. And you even think back to that first City team and that first title, so much of that's defined by who they were playing against. And you think the same for the early Chelsea teams when they had real people to fight against. You don't think about that when you think about Chelsea winning the league in 14-15, because they had no one. They just waltzed to the title. And I just think it's a shame for City that outside of one season, they've not really had to... Stand the test of time against another great team.
1: There's well, they're, they're still going you are still always gonna pair these two sides together, though, because they're the only two have been battling it out for the last few years. No one <laughs> has really been close.
0: Yeah, no, you are, but what I just—it just feels that because because of because of those two injury-hit seasons where you never you never really got to see the battle, it just feels like it's lost. It feels like we've been robbed of what could have been a rivalry of the caliber of. Wenger's Arsenal versus Ferguson's
1: yeah and no, no, I get what you're saying
0: it feels like yeah. we've lost that
1: but I just think City have just been so dominant that yeah, yeah no, I get what you said. I get what you're saying
0: what would you rather have three Premier Leagues or a Premier League and the Champions League
2: I love the Champions League so I'd, I'd rather have
1: one of each yeah I'd rather have the two of them. Given Arsenal never won the uh, Champions League. Ed.
0: Would you rather have a Premier League and a Champions League or three Premier Leagues, an FA Cup and nine Carabao Cups? are <laughs> <laughs> well, still the same. Yeah, very yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Um, top four race? Um no, it's just so on. Yeah. yeah. Well, are we... Well,
2: are for a while, uh, everyone's been losing in that race. It's nice that actually everyone won this week.
0: Yeah, how are we feeling about it? Good. Obviously, the to- obviously you're feeling pretty secure with um,
1: the top two. Um, That's done. Yeah. Yeah, I feel pretty confident about third also. I think mean, you know us is getting up there.
2: I'm a lot less confident than I was a, a little <laughs> while ago. I'll
0: be honest. So I watched Chelsea play at the weekend with Malang Sarr, with, Mala- with Malang Def- yeah. and Andreas Christensen at left back and right back respectively. And the commentators going, "Well, where's the width? Where? Why aren't they attacking with any pace?" I'm like, "Cause they're dead, Martin. They're dead."
1: <laughs> they they um, are four points clear with a game in hand at the moment. Well, that's maybe.
2: that's of Man United, but then. If you look at some of the other teams who have games it's in Arsenal
1: hand. Sure. Arsenal have, have played... Like, Arsenal, yeah, still wouldn't. If Arsenal <laughs> with both games in hand, they're two points beyond. I'm sh-
2: have you got to play each other, I'm
1: guessing? Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, we've only played once, yeah. They've got to play each other.
2: So, yeah, I mean, Chelsea are in the, definitely in the box league at the moment.
1: Yeah, I still feel like... Uh, I just... I feel like Chelsea are going to be third. I just... I back Tuchel and them to, to do that. I think
0: I, th- I think they're a good I think they're a good side who will look even better when Reese James comes back and I think that's imminent. I think a, I I know we it is it is really difficult to compare the two, but when you take if you took the fullbacks out of Liverpool with well, the way they do chance creation, it would be a massive thing for them, and it's pretty similar at Chelsea even in the early things like Lukaku's starved of service without those two. So, I'd be really interested to see how Chelsea perform when they've got Alonso and James out there rather than Saar and Christensen.
2: Yeah, that is a, a major upgrade, obviously. Yeah. On those two positions in particular. Um, yeah. I think they will end up third, but I'm a bit more, I just, a bit less yeah. confident than I was.
0: I'm less confident than I was, but I think it's probably, the, at this point, it's probably the safe bet. Fourth is interesting. Well, that's really interesting. Becomes-
2: just carnage, really. <laughs>
1: well, there's a pretty it's big five
2: game, teams but... basically in it.
0: Because, but contenders wise, we're looking at United, Arsenal, West Ham, and Spurs is what I've got in my head. I know that there's a few others in there. I just don't think they're going to have the staying power.
1: Yeah, so Wolves are the other team in in the mix. Arsenal play Wolves on Thursday night, by the way. So big game. We had, we yeah, did beat be them last week.
0: Yeah. Of of those of that grouping, Mike, who are you most confident in pipping the others to four?
1: I know he's not confident in. Him.
2: I think, yeah, I think Arsenal, Spurs, yeah, would yeah, be, and not those two, probably Arsenal,
0: yeah. Yes, Thank Arsenal you. certainly feel like the most complete team, particularly when Partey yeah. and Jack are playing midfield together. When Partey and Jack are playing midfield together, Arsenal look like an actual team. That's how that's Willie's why I'd say,
2: yeah. It's, well, pretty much all the teams in there are pretty patchy, and even Arsenal are quite inconsistent. But I think, yeah, they yeah. have the most sort of coherent setup of all of them. And Spurs, maybe, have I don't know. Spurs obviously have probably the best manager in that mix, which put, makes them a, a pretty Definitely solid. The best solid yeah, sorry. Definitely, let's, let's, definitely put you, yeah, let's put enough respect here. Come
0: on. <laughs> <laughs> I like. <it>. All right. <laughs> um, I, what I would say about Spurs is, and I, I, without looking at the fixtures, I couldn't tell you who they've got left to play. Um, they've got the most protect. If if it was if game game on the line, um, season on the line, you have got to play one game, and that's going to be the difference. You would back Spurs based on the quality. of their squad and the difference makers they've got. I mean, they've probably got the two best players in that race in Kane and Son. Their fixtures don't look yeah. too bad.
2: No. No. I just I don't like and, uh... the
0: rest of
1: their squad is
0: well. No, but... Yeah, but all the, squ- all the squads are... All the squads at that level are flawed, aren't they? I mean, United don't have a midfield. Um, Spurs' defence is patchy. West Ham have got a small squad. And Arsenal's probably not lack a, yeah, an elite number nine the one thing you, the one thing that's massively favouring Arsenal is they've they've got that they've got no European football so they haven't got the weekly grind yeah
1: so hundred yeah. percent.
0: you can sit there and prepare for a week you, in fact you should do well when you can do that the Spurs Have they been not no
1: they're out too they're out
0: yeah uh, okay interesting interesting <laughs>
2: Which is hilarious. I think I think they didn't play a game because of COVID or something, and they didn't get the points, so they got knocked out. Which is great. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. yeah they
2: lose. The so yeah, all they've got to play, they've got Arsenal at home, Man United away, and Liverpool away. The rest of fixtures are pretty okay.
0: Yeah. Well, you and you'd fancy them in any of those games. I mean, they gave Liverpool a really good game a few weeks ago. Yeah. Interesting. Lots to play for in the top four always. It seems like the top four race has actually been excited, more exciting than the top yeah. four a while.
2: Yeah.
0: But, yeah. Um, anyway.
2: It's definitely going to be good fun this year.
0: Well, hopefully, um, Mike, for your, at least, we'll get five in the Champion, well, Champions League next year because United will finish sixth and win it. That's how you do it now.
2: Oh, that would be lovely, wouldn't that's it? That's
0: how man? it's done. Look, trust me. When you've got an ageing forward at about 37, that's you <laughs> You want to be, you want to be in the game. They pulled the I rabbit would, out of the hat again. I would love it
2: if he leads us to Champions League glory.
0: I, I tell you what has a real nice ring to me, Luke Shaw, European champion. <laughs> All really six one of them. All six <laughs> one of them. My word. Um, Trophy'd look small next to him. Thoughts on Maguire? Uh, yeah. Just shit. Okay, we'll yeah. move on.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I cool. did I I did like uh I did like the passion with the goals. He was loving it at Ellen Road. Absolutely loving it. Yeah. I, obviously uh when the four, when the his goal and the fourth went in it's really what I mean but he was having a great time.
0: He was uh, great miss from Ronaldo too. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> How did he miss that? <laughs> um Brentford quickly. Um obviously let are we gonna go we're gonna pull out I'm dusting off a cliche, look at this. Dusted off the cliche. Um, every season is a team that gets pulled into it. Are Brentford that team? Mike, take it away.
2: Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. I've said it for a few weeks now. Um I'm just gonna try and have a look at their fixtures. But if they, they I don't think they've oh, okay. The only game they've won this calendar year was on the second in the in the league, was on the second yeah. of, of January. Eight without a win. Uh, yes. And and in that time, they've only drawn one game. So they've only picked up a point in those eight games, which is really tough.
0: 20 goals conceded in that time. And other results have reduced the gap to six points.
2: Yes. Um, nope.
0: The club has played as many games. I was going to
2: say, the the other thing is that they've played a lot of games. Now, obviously, at the bottom, you're not necessarily thinking that Watford or Norwich or Burnley are going to win all their games. But they're probably going to pick up a the way it's going they're going to pick up some points and close the gap and heap even more pressure on you yeah Um, and yeah it's getting quite worrying they need to find a way to score
0: well Christian Eriksen in theory and at the moment he's very much a player in theory and on paper than actually in reality should help with that I mean Tottenham are still searching for a player who can give them the levels of creation that Eriksen gave them but, I mean, Ross, Arsenal obviously played Burnley at the weekend. Gave him a relatively good game, it felt like, at least.
1: Yeah, I I think um, I didn't watch the game because he wasn't on uh, TV. Yeah.
0: Ross sticking to the 3pm blackout. I should also say that when I said earlier on that I watched the Chelsea game, which was also in the 3pm blackout, I, of course, was mistaken and I listened to it on the radio. <laughs> Um, and I didn't have the sounds of a Saudi commentator screaming down my ears. Thank you very much to Newcastle. Anyway, carry on, Bros.
1: Yeah, I think um, Arsenal in the first half were um, dominant. And I think from what I I had Soccer Saturday on, so I mean it was, oh, you know, no. was talking about. It. I think it was um, Michael Dawson. So oh, no, but it could have been Lee Hendry. who was also on the panel. Clinton, Clinton Morrison, Morrison. It was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> So I think we had the best of the three, to be fair. But um, I it seems like we were good value for the win, and they did. It, it was they scrambled on in in the last two minutes. Um, um, yeah, one of the guys we scored was really nice. So um, oh, the
2: Smith Rowe goal was lovely.
1: and uh, ah, uh, Sackers though, he hits it so clean. Yeah, Smith Rowe was nice. I do feel like the keeper
2: maybe yeah, could have perhaps should have uh, done a little better, but
1: but I, from what I've read and listen to we were good value for it in the end. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean they've only scored 5 goals in 8 games, which isn't good enough. We did at the start of the season before we saw Brentford and it it again, you know, you always want to compare things to things that have happened in the past. And my benchmark for promoted team playing really well and then going down is Phil Brown's Hull.
1: Yeah.
0: And I don't want to compare it to Phil Brown's Hull because they're a better team than Phil Brown's Hull. <laughs> <laughs> But, what we did say at the start of the season, that so much of their success was going to be predicated on Ivan Tony, And although he's played well at times this season, he hasn't made that consistent jump. And by God, do they need him scoring. Because everyone else down at the bottom bar, Norwich, has got a player who's scoring goals. Dennis. (laughs) Beckhorst. City's new number nine, (laughs) Beckhorst.
2: Yeah, I've got to switch to uh, to another import from Germany.
0: <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. Oh, no. I mean, Especially Norwich don't have now... someone
1: who's scored. You say, apart from Norwich. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. So no- Norwich are dead, down there. It,
0: in fairness,
2: Watford aren't scoring many goals, but
1: they, they have, have players
2: that can. The yeah, yeah, they have Dennis, so that's good. Um, yes, I have been worried for a couple of weeks about Brentford and it they're continuing to not win games. Well, not even pick up points.
1: I mean yeah, as you say, they've played twenty six. No one else has played more than twenty four down there, so apart but, from Norwich. But
2: they have uh, in the next three weeks get ready to find out whether Brentford are gonna stay up because they mm. play Newcastle, Norwich and Burnley Ooh. in the next three weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, the next three games. Oh, which is the next three weeks. So wow.
1: Some yeah. of the top four race, the uh, back for relegations would be pretty tasty as well. Yeah, it's going to be great
2: because <laughs> yeah. some of those teams have started picking up points and the teams yeah. above them are not really, which me and Will, I, we're talking about whether Everton really could get dragged into it. And they really oh, like, get them
1: oh. down. Get them <laughs> down there. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Stuff.
0: Frank Lampard's Everton. Frank Lampard's Everton. It is interesting, Everton though, suck. From, Brent- <laughs> bad. From, from Brentford's perspective, the last eight games, I mean, they've played Liverpool, United, City, Arsenal.
1: Wolves, so
0: maybe yeah, now. I expect but, them to
1: get many points out of that. To be fair,
0: no, but I mean, it's it, a lot of it's the manner in the manner of some of the losses. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the fact that they're um, they're coming to a nicer part of the schedule means you, you're right, Mike. We'll see if they're going to stay up. But what I wanted to ask the three, the two of you, is: Are you still? Because earlier on in the season, I asked Mike and Dave this, um, roster, and were we set on who we thought was going down? And the answer was: Burnley, Norwich, Watford. Has that changed for either of you? Are, you? are you convinced that they could go down? Because I still feel
1: pretty, I still feel pretty comfortable in saying that they'll, they'll be the three. But uh, it's They're just I mean, likely, Burnley, Burnley have only played twenty-two? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah,
0: and they've got Man City skewing number nine. <laughs>
1: on the chart.
0: They've been playing a lot better recently.
2: They really have. They have, yeah. Uh, Brighton. Weekend.
0: Well it helps they've got a bit of quality now. Like we talk we've talked for years about a lack of quality um in and around the squad. Great podcast. Um and now they've got Cornet and joking apart, Veghor seems to hit the ground running and if he is and we did say at the time as he was bought, if he hits the ground running, he's an improvement on Chris Wood. Um so yeah, they could get pulled out of it. I mean Every- I, I honestly
1: I would love it if they got out of it again yeah. and who goes I would, in I would too honestly, Everton. I would. Everton Everton going down I mean the yelling timber my Le- Leeds I mean Leeds can't stop anyone from
0: scoring Le- Leeds happen to be the worst team I've seen this season I think
1: they're I mean, really bad, sort of but, they, new, but they just can't stop anyone scoring goals. No. They've had so many injuries. They I, do. know. I, don't know. I,
2: know. I don't know if they can get their players back in time. I, I honestly don't know the, the injury situation on a lot of them, but they're missing Phillips, Cooper and more.
1: Bamford, Bamford. genu- but
0: I, know we I, I genuinely could see Everton going down, because it doesn't matter who's in charge over there, but they pers- they seem to persist in playing a... Barely, barely competent midfield in front of a slow defence and it is a recipe for disaster.
1: I, I, I just hate so many of their players. And they
0: just can't find any consistent service to Calvert-Lewin. And I've got no idea how it's going to get better. I've no idea what you do to make it better at Everton. No, it's, uh, it's
1: I don't It's really know. bad there. It, it, they've spent so badly for so long.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like, Andre Gomez was loads... Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, what does
1: he do? Like,
0: like I mean, they gave away their best player, that not named Calvert Lewin, to Villa in January. Like
1: that should be. Dinić was their best player. Gross negligence, Steady, Steady
0: couldn't defend yeah. a paper bag. I mean that that is that
2: is a ludicrous transfer. Just because Rafa didn't like him, and then you sack him anyway.
0: Yeah, you sack him a week later. Shocking.
1: Well, do they not terrible. just need the money?
0: For well, what for? You can get money otherwise. You can sell Richarlison. Oh, stinky,
1: yeah, or just sell bus. frickin'
0: Pickford. <laughs> 30
1: Pickford's
2: million? Barnet, by the way, at the weekend. I don't know how long he's had it like this. It we is a piece we, We've got to
0: get out of this podcast.
2: Pickford's not talking about Barnet. Pickford's not dodgy now. Oh, my God. It's like... I swear honestly, it was all right. It's like someone... Just stuck a bowl on his head and then just decided to trim it round the bowl. It's
1: look, if terrible. we're talking about bad Everton haircuts, Mike, I know you've spoken about it before, but the first Deli Alley cut his hair. I he know. has.
0: He has cut it. his hair. I don't
1: know. No, oh, is he, he still in hiding? Mike. Mike. He Yeah, his hair in
0: fact. Okay.
1: I mean, I, I mean, just look at some of these: uh, Andros Townsend, Fabian Delph, Tom the... Davis, El Ghazi.
0: Damari Gray, oh, you're, I a DeMari. DeMari. you're
1: a big fan of Damari Gray, aren't you, Ross? Like, the man, like, zero career passes, ever. And obviously, you got a winner against Arsenal. Like, it's the only game they've won in the last, like, season, it seems. But, oh, my God. Like, I mean, yeah, their defence, too. Holgate, Keane, Mina. I do love Seamus Coleman, but... Um, the
0: ghost of Seamus Coleman, I think it is over there. Yeah, he's passed, yeah. It, isn't he? Well, yeah. He's, just, <laughs> Man, he's like so that. far that he's so, he's so far the, yeah. so far over the hill he can see the next hill.
2: Yeah, remember there was a couple of seasons when Leighton Baines was gone. That's where we are now with, with Coleman. Yeah. 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 But they won't get rid they can't get rid of him. You just can't. Like no, what, what, can't
0: money, move on. what money are they going to replace him
1: with? I don't know, doesn't make sense. Sell Calvert some Lewin? Buy new, uh, some new defenders. Yeah, sell him to us. They'll have the money. If he's as good as you say, well, they should cash in, I think.
0: Is, look, Calvert Lewin's good. <laughs> not... They'll have nothing
2: if Calvert Lewin leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from 60 mil to spend poorly on some
0: awful well, players that, again. You think, you think that they're going to get 60 mil for Calvert Lewin?
1: Not a chance. English well, I don't English think it's start, don't so think you're far them. off. I don't think. Oh, no, come on. 45. What do you think it goes oh, which
0: was no Abraham. I mean, which
1: was Abraham. I'd rather better that than Abraham. Abraham. Mm. Give me Tammy Abraham. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's close between the two of them. Calvert Lewin Ka- forty three in, in hundred and
1: fifty-five in the Prem.
0: Yeah, for Everton. I mean yeah. if you wanna if you want to do it like that, Benteke is a better goal to Benteke I think has a better goal yeah, ratio than Bergkamp. Camp.
1: Oh, come oh on. yeah. If you want to play that game, so yeah, anyway, Dropper's do... goal-scoring record isn't that good. Yeah. If you have got to play to that
0: out game, stat of the week, by the way, is um, that Kai Havertz has more cup-winning final goals than Thierry Omri. And until next time, you can find us at In and Around Parliament. <laughs>